You and he were buddies, weren't you? Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. I'm James the Jassoff Stewart. And I'm Muss. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we're exploring some of our friends that help us out on the hunts, namely the Palicos, the Palamutes, and the trusty Wirebug. Not me. You fucking I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and these are pet confirmed. They played the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the Feline, bipedal creatures resembling cats, known for their light hair. Though usually docile, they will attack viciously if provoked. Naturally curious, some try to enter human society and are often hired by the guild to cook for and otherwise assist hunters. That raises a lot of questions. Like, you just have a cat like wandering into a village, and somebody thought, somebody thought, I'll hire you to cook for us. Put it to work. You look like a yeah. good cook. Put it to work. Yeah. Get to work. I mean, I mean, maybe isn't they, that they kind started of cooking. What happened with cats and dogs in real life? Just it's not cooking; it's just like killing mice and that. I mean, he said mm. that he tried to enter human society, so that to me implies that a, a cat went straight up to an oven, whacked a nice fish in, <laughs> and then this is what I'm good at. Like, well, but probably... they, I don't think they went. You know what? I see you, cat. You're going to work in the kitchens. I think the cat's like, yes, this is what I'm good at. They're just like, well, oh the cats no, probably had the cat... their own village where they were cooking, and then they're like. They happen to stumble into the human village, like, oh, I can cook. Well, like, the, yeah. you've got to remember as well, like, they clearly speak. Yeah, they do. Like, speak a language, like, that obviously the hunters, like, understand. So it's not, so, like, it's not like they're, like, our That's animals, true, because the, like, the image in my head was just a bipedal cat sauntering up to an oven and stuff. <laughs> like hit shit when Andy was like, "Yeah, yeah, they want it. They just came up to an oven, gave it a go." <laughs> well, I think that's and I think that's the distinction as well. From, someone like... grabbed the cat and chucked him in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they seem? Do they earn a wage, or is it is is it indentured servitude? Oh yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> no, 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 they're fully, fully integrated because uh, they can they. There are some felines you meet who are like outrank you. No, I'm not so sure. Like they that. can join the guild and stuff and become guild knights. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the cat that cooks in in world was like a, a former hunter. Yeah. yeah, the big swole dude. So no, I think they are like the big pay the wage. Yeah. They're full. They're not like second class citizens or something. This isn't Dragon's Dogma. They're not the pawn. <laughs> <laughs> so. It always seems strange to me that you'd hire one as a as a chef because surely surely you'd get food, hair in like all of the food. Well, maybe, well, no, maybe they're short hair, as it said about how long they're in hair the um, in the yeah. pool de 
the live action movie. Yeah. The the cat gives him a beer it's full of hair. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't know how much law we should be taking from the live action no, movie, was but you know, canon mate, canon Melodrovich is in world. Melodrovich is in world. Does it just like right? If we take this as canon, then am I to assume that all the people of uh, of Monster Hunter are just so polite to these well-meaning cats that they all they'll put up with all, <laughs> all this fucking hair in their food and drink. I think in the film, he gives him the beer, he sees the hair, and he's like, you've been drinking from my cup again. So maybe... <laughs> oh, right, because he did... Yeah, he, it wasn't okay, the cooking okay, that got yeah. it in, it was the shoving his whole face into the beer. There we go, that's a very different scenario. You miss, but you also, the ones in the games do seem a lot more short-haired, whereas the one in the film had quite long hair. Oh, I so think when you're like... It's in the... It's <laughs> you like, in the trailer. <laughs> I actually didn't know there were in the film. I think, I'm not gonna lie. Very I briefly. That in the I trailer. think when you design like your partner palicle, you can kind of choose like the length of their fur, right? So maybe like it, yeah. Well, yeah, different games have different levels of customization, but you can get some pretty interesting. So maybe stuff. like the longer furred ones are they, because their hair's going to get on all the food. They become the like the helper palicles on hunts and things like that. Or, like, if you work in a restaurant and you've got long hair, you have to wear, like, a hair net, and then some people even have to wear a beard net. So if one of those cats becomes a cook, they just have to wear, like, a full gym <laughs> Bloody hell. It's like How far, like um... a, an airlock, like, coming out in a spacesuit to cook you some fucking chicken. So the felines, I would say... Uh, well, and Palicos in general, you know, next to like Raffalos, I would say you could probably point at the Palicos as being like quite a big part of the brand identity of Monster Hunter. Like, well, yeah, I think you, they really are part, they're what makes Monster Hunter Monster Hunter in a sense. Because what? there are other games where you can fight big monsters, right? But Monster Hunter doesn't feel grim. Because you've always got this like funny layer of cat nonsense underneath, mm-hmm. and like I no, remember when we first see World. What? Well, when we first see World, and it's just like, oh, this looks that doesn't look very Monster Hunter, and it's when you start seeing stuff with the cats and with like cooking the meat, that's when you're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe it's Monster Hunter. I'm not sure I agree with that. I, I'd say that it's a part of the charm, but I'd say there's enough differentiating factors about Monster Hunter that make it fun before the cats even get involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that they're what makes it good, but I'm just saying they're a big part of what gives it its unique identity. Something like Dauntless doesn't come close because it doesn't have... I think you're basically agreeing, like like Andy says, it adds to the charm. I think that's what what looks getting at. They're basically saying the same thing, but kind of weirdly disagreeing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it was that key to me, but, you know... Maybe not the cats specifically, but they are emblematic of the charming elements. Fine. Like, if you cut <laughs> the cats, I don't think it would feel like Monster Hunter. Uh, yeah, you, you shouldn't cut cats <laughs> in Monster Hunter. you got to cut the mantis sometimes. We'll get to that in a bit. I think, like... Uh, so, are, they, are these fellas, have they been in Are they have they been in every Monster Hunter game? Pretty sure, been, yeah. Have you always been able to have one as a companion? Or is that... It says, mm, they've not always had them as companions. Because they, they swapped them out in the third gen. Yeah, yeah, earlier uh, games you never had like the companions. Chacha and 
Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because one and two definitely had cats. <laughs> they had the cats, <laughs> but they, they weren't. They never had. You never actually had companions. Yeah, so, I guess they were just yeah. like chefs. Told maybe two and stuff. Maybe it's two. Or the upgrades on what's not our DOS. Because I know Gaijin Hunt always talks about it's the handheld games is when they started to really lean into it mm-hmm. and have load like you know that's when they start introducing things like the Meowster Hunters and all kinds of outfits and costumes and side games and the cats as well. Become... I guess that makes a lot of sense for. Um... Sorry, I guess that makes a lot of sense for a handheld one, like having loads of little things to do on the side while you're on the go, little charming stuff. Yeah, yeah. Plus also. Yeah. The yeah, there were no companions in the first two games, and then obviously, and, and try just like thinking about it now, and try had the like Cha Cha and Kayamba, the ultimate, and then it wasn't the one and two cats were until, like portable, like, be... portable top games and stuff like that. One and two were mainly designed as online games, right? Whereas obviously the handheld games they have to be much more accommodating to some players yeah. are never going to play in multiplayer, and then we as well, you know, it, it had online, but. <laughs> that wasn't the main thing most people were doing on the Wii. <laughs> this is true. I, think, I like them. I like having a feline. I think they made them a lot more, uh, a lot more useful as well. From like when they first started out, because like, I think when they first started out, they were all they would do was chuck a barrel bomb <laughs> every now and then just there is, they're like they're um, clearly they're, they're, they're distractions like really to the monster like to lure it away from you so you get a chance to breathe yeah but I think they're more than that now because they, like they, they, have, they have got better yeah like definitely things like you know chucking down heels every now and then or, or traps or um, you, you know I, I do think they were very very useful in world which one was that, was that generation well which one? Yeah. Four and generations. Which is the one that had like the four or five classes? Because I remember that being one of the always big had ones, that. I just can't remember generations was the one where you could play as the generations. Cat. You could you had different mm. classes. But I think four yeah. was the one where they sort of had they went really yeah, depth yeah. on it. And then it was generations where you could, of course, play as cat, which was uh, fantastic and. I kind and of, kind of kept that, like, because obviously you, you built your, your palico up and, like, made, created, like, skills and stuff like that, and all that's kind of still there in the later games. To a certain degree, you give them little abilities, and the ones you hire and rise, like, have, like, different skills and abilities, like, mm-hmm. ones will throw, like, large barrel bombs or, like, or, like special, or special abilities, like, throwing down shock traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually, I mostly just want my palicos doing healing. Um, I remember in Generations, this came up a lot, there are a lot of capture quests. And before I'd gotten good at figuring out when I could capture a monster, I would regularly get them killed by my cats just as I'm trying to lay down the trap. (laughs) (laughs) But now that obviously the icon turns blue and stuff, so catching is easy. You mentioned earlier, Jess, about how like the cats can talk and like have a language. Mm-hmm. The games, neither the games or the films, have found a good way to do that with voice acting. Because yes. obviously, in most of the games, you just hear like a cat sound, and then it's a text box. Yeah, it's just like warbling, like yelling cat noises. <laughs> like but I don't like, know what else they could do. Like it would just in be stories weird. Stories and in that um, Legends of the Guild movie, they have a cat just actually talking all the way through yeah. the film. And that's that's not how I imagine the feline sounding at all. 
Yeah, and then the movie, bizarre, it just makes cat sounds, but no one acts like it's talking. Was the cat in the... I guess the way I'd do it, they should just do it like Chewie. Well, once again, that's proof that the movie is not canon right there, so... Yeah. I would just have them do it like Chewie. <laughs> just, it makes cat sounds and everyone understands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was the cat in Ledge to the Guild not like a, like a New Yorker sort of film? Am I making that up? It's basically <laughs> Meowth, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Meowth, that's right. Plan B, something about Plan B and running away. B and yep, yep, C yep. and D, something like that. Oh, what a funny character. He made that movie for me. Um, we talked about it a bit with Rathalos as like the mascot of the series and making a lot of cameos in other games. Um, the felines as well have appeared all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. He's the guy who'd actually take Snake on all the side missions where you fight Monster Hunter monsters. <clears throat> and I've got a little figurine of that guy. Obviously they're in Marvel vs. Capcom. Apparently Mario Maker had a feline costume. Mm. And, and there's a feline villager you can get in the Animal Crossing games, which use the amiibos. Nice. And but they yeah, have their own sense. solo game as well, made by From Software. From yeah. Software. <laughs> I think not, have what, any Dark of those Souls? ever been released in English? I remember there was the big one that everyone was going crazy over, and yeah, I don't think. Yeah, Japan only, like I would have village or something. It translates to. Yeah, uh, there's been like two or three of them. They're just like real cutesy little kitty RPGs about cat village. I would definitely give one a go if it was in English or if my Japanese was half decent. <laughs> what a shocking statement, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I am a pretty predictable bitch when yeah. it comes to playing Monster Hunter and Pokemon stuff. <laughs> I'm the guy who went and saw a film he hated twice because it was Monster Hunter. <laughs> right, one, one more thing. How do we all yeah. like create and name our palicos? I tend to have a theme. Uh, for me, you have a theme. Yeah, it changes from game to game. Like, I think I named... Like one of them, once it was like all Ace Attorney characters. Like, for example, just name them after all the characters in the series. Mm-hmm. I seem to recall uh, Jazz did one where it was Monster Hunter bosses. Uh, Dark, Souls, Dark Souls bosses was like. Dark Souls, that's what yeah, I meant. Mon- what was a Monster Hunter boss, mate? My new cat, my new palacore, Rathalos. You had the cats from films, and I remember you had the one from Aliens. Yeah, like Ayla done aliens, like characters like from the aliens of the universe for Rise, Dark Souls before that. And then sometimes they just I'll, I'll name like generally like the first two, like a like first palico you collect, like I'll probably be like I'll be a pet name, an old cat that I had in the past. Like throwing Yeah, my family well. had two cats, so I always just start with Scruff and Smudge. Yeah, my primary companion one the because uh, it was world i spent so long in world d- doing all of them <laughs> like not playing the game and just uh designing everything right <laughs> at the start of the game and then it, i know like, that feel totally doesn't matter that much but it's very it really good the like, character career low, like, for world, they, like. it did it did it did yeah yeah would you immediately um, put the helmet on and never see again <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> of course i put a little helmet on that fella 
But uh, it had like um, the design that I settled on in the end had like a white, it almost looked like a hand on its head. So of course I named it after <laughs> Saruman <laughs> right. for, for the white hand. Or I specifically, I was a bit nerdier and named it the name that the tower that Saruman lives in. And then that's kind of stuck. I managed to kind of do the same thing in uh, in Rise oh, nice. a little bit. So yeah. Um, but then in Rise, you, uh, well, I suppose it's true in the other one, right? You can recruit loads of uh, Palamutes and uh, or Palamuts and felines, right? Yeah, I, I pretty much. I can't remember stuck if with I my original named ones. them. I stuck with my original two, and then all the others just do all the side stuff. Yeah, 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 totally. But I, ca I can't remember if I bothered naming them or if I did name them. I probably just gave them really stupid names. I think I just stuck with the names they had when I hired. You know. I did like name yeah. after a few, like up until about probably about twenty or thirty, and then I just started hiring all Bloody the ones. Some of the challenges you get in Rise, and I just left them random. Yep. Uh, to be fair, I actually enjoyed quite a lot of the random names. <laughs> I can't well, remember. Obviously, any I, was, obviously I was just running out of names from <laughs> characters from the Alien universe. I was like, mm, I think I've used them all. Xenomorph 1, Xenomorph 2, <laughs> <laughs> That weird white alien up. from Alien 3. <laughs> Cow from Alien 3. Dog from Director's Cut of Alien 3. <laughs> Andy, I assume you never bother to name your cats. <coughs> I name them cat in different languages traditionally. <laughs> I think my friend Matty always calls it Gatho. But obviously the first one is always cat, because, you know, that's how you name animals. What is the second one? <laughs> is it shat? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you never get a real pet, Andy. Uh, don't worry, Andy there's will never very get little chance of that. <laughs> Imagine you running about. Dog! Yeah, Dog! Andy oh, gets a real pet. Sounds like a straight to DVD film that he's like self-funded for some reason. So I, I don't I know why I would that. do this. Uh, no, I'm, I, I'm picturing a film where a Andy break. gets transformed into a cat for like think... a weekend. And like no, that is, is more likely Wait, to so teach you me. Think about... yeah, it would yeah, be yeah, like absolutely. what's that fucking film called where they like body swap? Does he actually body swap with the cat? So Andy is freaky Friday. Yeah, he has a body swap. He just he becomes free... a cat. He just but becomes You're a thinking cat. of the Kevin Spacey one, right? <laughs> is Andy gonna get as cancelled as Kevin Spacey after the film? I really hope not. <laughs> I think uh, Andy gets a pet. Could be a Patreon stretch goal. <laughs> I mean, it's going to have to be quite a stretch, at least. quite a fucking stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as in my portion of the Patreon money would have to be in the thousands, which I assume means that you know we'd have to be get, making at least a million a, a month. Yeah, and that's just for the pet rock, like an actual animal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even calculate the numbers. <laughs> Melinks, bipedal creatures resembling cats, known for their dark hair. More curious than felines, and possessed by kleptomania, Melinxes take what they steal back to their dens. Now, you can have Melinx as a palico, right? <laughs> like, it does give you the choice to pick a Melinx as a palico, right? 
Yeah, and I can't remember which game it is, but one of them has a cat in the village who's like a merchant and wears an apron. And if you get to know them well enough, they reveal that they wear the apron to cover up the fact that they're a Melix because of anti-Melix prejudice. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, what so, is it yeah. that distinguishes a Melix from... I think uh, it's the big paw print on their belly. Right. And the, they're all dark, aren't they? Whoa, Andy! Wow, it, it does say physiology. No, in the feline description, I'm pretty sure it all said light skin fur. fur. <laughs> Noted for their black fur. Yeah. The um, you were on about Legends of the Guild earlier. The that's hmm. a links in that, right? Yeah. He, uh, I can't he's remember. Got to, that's he's it, got maybe, to be. He was, well, he yeah, he has to stuff so to begin with. He pinches like the diary, like the the lore diary, right? Yeah, yeah. In yeah, fact, yeah. I call it lore diary. Shows you how little I remember of that film because I don't know what the diary is about. <laughs> lore, obviously. One of yeah. the hunters they meet. It's her journal. All right, nerd. Was she important? Um, I think she died off screen. So no. <laughs> who cares about a fucking journal then <laughs> but yeah these uh, these little shits can be annoying if they pinch it. I always just ignoring the fact that they can technically be your palico I always just see it as you've got felines in the villages and melinxes are the ones you see out on the maps and basically they just attack you, you steal your stuff really? if you hit them you get it back sometimes you can go to their I don't know, yeah, know for like the longest time when the Melix like steals your stuff, it puts it in its den and you can actually go to the den in the game and yeah. get your stuff back. You'll also just find other random stuff in the den if you go there when you haven't had something. Oh, at the time though, like in the earlier games, like in third generation games, like uh, I would always have, have like Felvine. I think it's Felvine yeah. it's called. Like, That's on, right. It's like, yeah, like, like an item and, and you would steal that instead. instead. I don't remember seeing them in Rise. I'm sure they they're, were in they're, there. They're definitely there. No, they're in the shrine ruins. Like they're up in the, the there's like a tree den. There's a den in one of the trees, the middle part of the map. Not like they're definitely minding now. their own business much more than they used to. That's yeah, for sure. And they do like somewhere about near like the upper part of the shrine ruins as well. I suppose it's more difficult to like that big entrance way. More difficult to pinch from the hunters now, considering they can just spider man away at moment's notice. Maybe they're all starving. Well, yeah, like basically with all... If you just link lump the Melanxes in with small monsters, all small monsters have been ruined by the fact that you can just escape them so easily. And obviously, like, Rise has, like, this, like, day and night cycle as well. Like, if you're in a hunt, like, long enough, like, where obviously small monsters will change based on the time of day as well. So you're probably just in a hunt at a certain time of day. That's probably why you've not seen them. It definitely felt a lot more pervasive in in world from what I can remember. I think a lot of them swiped my stuff in that game. <laughs> I don't think any of them got away with any shenanigans on me in Rise, <laughs> but I do remember uh, coming across their den a couple of times. So they're definitely in the game. They're just uh, yeah, a little bit more secluded. I think toned down. I remember them in generation. I remember mainly the maybe the I see. 
Like the, so they're, like, they're mainly there in Rise when like you just do the expeditions. But there's no real reason to do expeditions in Rise, like if you're unless you're really kinda strapped for cash. Set on gathering stuff. Yeah. Then you'd you'd probably be doing the ore runs on the volcano map, right? So Yep. You're not gonna run into them there. Am I remembering right that if you go to the Melinx's village or whatever, they don't bother you there, they only bother you out and about? The village? Like, if you go to their shrine, <laughs> well, the they're like little the den where they collect Yes, the they gems. are docile there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I, so you're, it you're, makes me You're allowed it back as long as you can be asked to go and visit them to get it back, basically. It's fine I just make keep me us. imagine that, like, in Melink's law, it's just like, oh, if you're in no man's land, you know, it's yeah. like maritime law, you know? There is no right. law at sea. Or there could be, like, camera that's like, oh, we found our home. Yeah, you can have your stuff back. Don't hurt yeah. us, please, please. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're big mans on the street, but like when you go knocking at their door. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that these things are uh, a good thing to have in the game in general? Um, I like them in terms of like adding a bit of character, a bit of spice, seeing the cats do things other than just work for you. But the stealing your stuff has never been my favorite mechanic in these games. Yeah, because the, really, just there to kind of like, especially in the other games, that there to kind of keep you on your toes, like a little bit, like mm. kind of make you aware of your positioning. Like you're fighting a monster, or be beside the mailings because you know they're going to swipe stuff and pull stuff off you. That hunt. And we talked about a bit with things like hot drinks and cold drinks when we were doing the areas. It's just an, an extra thing to prepare for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I am a super fan of the idea that they would run in during a during a hunt, during a spicy bit of a hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> swipe something important to you. But I think they've probably toned that bit, that side of them down a little bit, right? It's more like, I don't know. I don't even in world remember, but then I haven't played world for so long. But I don't remember them getting involved when uh, when I was actually fighting something big. But I yeah, like all, all I the small monsters in general, like, are, like being toned down like massively compared to like earlier games where they were just like like way too much. Like they actually got you in your way a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot more during the hunt. Shakalaka, a small four-limbed monster known for always wearing a mask. Their camouflage-like qualities make them difficult to spot, but if you do, you're in trouble! Their leader, the King Shakalaka, is known to wear a crown-like object, otherwise known as a crown. (laughs) (laughs) Really the description. That's great. I added that bit on the end. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I kind of remember these guys in generations because, like, there's some friendly ones. I want to say, maybe. I think they show up in the quest quest lines, don't they? Like Cha Cha and Kiyamba. But uh, right, those are your companions from 
sort of generally. Yeah, I definitely remember a, a reference to them in some other game, but I couldn't have told you which one. But I mean, I'm, I'm having a look, and they're only in the Frontier games, and then Monster Hunter Two, Freedom Two, and Freedom Unite. So as actual like well, a small monster variant type of thing, yeah. But like they become. But they yeah. were the main companions in. Three they were main companions in. Yeah, so you you got Chacha as the the main one originally, and then Kiyama. But they weren't enemies as such. There, right? got you. Almost no, they, they, you had them instead of felines. Ah, got you. Yeah, they were always kind of squabbling, like kind of try one one up each other. I remember. I see, it's yeah, nice so having they... sort of a named protagonist amongst them. I suppose, like at least it's a little bit different too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Did they feel like they were actual, like a pair of unique characters instead of just being? Oh yeah, they were definitely characters for sure. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they basically a cha cha like and try like he basically says that you're you're his lackey, that you're not mm. the hunter. He's not the companion. Like you're the companion. And it's like almost like a constant like kind of dialogue and it just like they kind of up that. When they added like Kiyama for three ultimate, and like they have like a bat their own kind of back and forth, and then they're also kind of squabbling over who is like the leader of like the whole trio that you're playing as during your hunts. I didn't play as much of three as you do, but wasn't the deal that like they're out on a pil- pilgrimage like Tali in um, Mass Effect, and they have to like choose their mask before they can go home or something like that? It does sound familiar, but I can't like that. Yeah. So they, they and you do unlock like, masks as you go throughout the game as well. Like they, they, they unlock through different like quest lines, different masks that Chachan can Yeah, that's use. their kind of powers, right? Like you can yeah. put different masks on them, and they'll get different abilities and shit. Like when you're underwater, like there's a like an oxygen mask. You can get like one of them. Like so, when you're in underwater, so you don't have to go for the air bubbles. They they can call in with the signal button. They come over and refill oh, your cool. ox- oxygen, you know, stuff like that. I'll have a look for Do the they have masks a? Um, yeah. Do they have? Um, do you ever see one without its mask? I don't think no. so. Ah, because I think so. I think they're not actually cats like the line- the felines, right? I think they're more like. Well, that's why I was surprised. Yeah, they're when, like... when, when they came up in this episode, <laughs> like I didn't know they were meant to be the linians. So yeah, yeah. Apparently, well. The wiki just lists all of them as Linians, and it says Linians can mm. be split into cats and apes. Well, there you go. <laughs> so it's just like... Wait, does that... Are the hunters Linians? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, what... Is this just how we <laughs> refer to... Uh, M- mammals creatures? in this world. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I suppose the well, distinction between... Because, uh, yeah, the, the Wyverians you meet, who are like the elves of Monster Hunter, they are, they're descended from, like, the Wyverns. Mm-hmm. As humans descended from the beasts. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little toy of one of these guys, and huh. because I like only dabbled a little bit with Try and Three U, I'm like weirdly, I'm weirdly nostalgic for it because it feels like this, <laughs> this thing that I want to go and play because I never did. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's this. To get the Wii U out, crack on. There's this one set of Transformers, the aerial bots, and my auntie had them, and she'd only let me play with them, like, once in a blue moon. <laughs> so I'm super nostalgic about this set of Transformers, even though they're not that great. 
That's three you for me. Why did your aunt have Transformers? Because she's not that much older than me. Uh, yeah, I forget that aunts don't have to be old. I always forget that stuff. <laughs> also, I'm like 31 and I still buy Transformers. <laughs> yeah, but we all know what you're like, so, you know, I've given you a pass. <laughs> I was looking for the list of masks that you can unlock for uh, Chacha in, uh, in, in 3 Ultimate. And uh, one of them is uh, in Japan, they actually changed it for the Western release because it was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reference. Um, It's actually called the Stand Mask and it's explicitly meant to be after one of the the characters from JoJo's. Um, But yeah, they changed it for the Western release because, I don't know, maybe, maybe licensing or copywriting or... Maybe they thought, yeah, or maybe they thought the, the West won't fucking know what JoJo's is. Anime dweebs. Yeah. <laughs> I was so delighted just now, Jay, when that sentence ended with because it was a JoJo's reference and not because it was super racist. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was imagining that's like, yeah, they had this mask in Japan, but it basically made them into like a gollywog. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's an issue with JoJo. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell! Well, just, just you know, my my buttocks clenched up when Jay started that little tangent. So I was like, "Where's this going? Where's this going?" The Grimalkine are lineage first introduced in most of our world. Grimalkine are organised across different tribes found in various areas. The bug trappers are found in the ancient forest, the protectors are found in the wilds by our waste, the troopers are found in coral highlands, and the plunderers are found in the Rotten Vale. Um, were there Melinxes in World, or did these guys completely replace them? Um, I know you can have, not, not counting Palicos. Like, was, were there Melinxes in the World maps, or did these guys just replace them? Yeah, I think because obviously it's new world, I think, yeah, I don't think there's any Velux. Yeah, that makes sense. Really? Because you have, obviously, you've got them organised across all the different regions, like the Bug Trappers, like I was saying, the Protectors and the Troopers and the Plunderers. Yeah. All kind of fulfil their own kind of little roles. Yeah, there was a little, like... um, I know there was cool... I think we're about to make the same point, Jay, so you go ahead. There was, like, a little kind of, like... uh... Like almost a side quest throughout the whole game, where you were to mm-hmm. contact each of the Grumokine tribes, um, and kind of you know establish a, a rapport of them, and then once you did that, I think one they gave your your palico like a new tool to use in combat. Little level ups to the tools. That's yeah. it. Um, but you then you would also get them like on the map. Like you could then. But certain areas of the maps would have like the the Grimalkines, like absolutely bombing the shit out of a monster, or like throwing a big net over it or something <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. Oh no, the Grimalkines didn't bomb the shit out of the monster. That's talking about when the bomb like the, yeah. So we're talking about like the wire traps. And yeah. Stuff, so yeah, the, uh, the Grimalkines just use the traps. The it's the other uh, world felines that we'll be chatting about that did the bombing, but. Um, you know, it was a nice little kind of side activity to do, I suppose, whilst you were exploring each map, and it kind of gave you incentive to once you got to each new sort of zone to 
properly comb yeah, it about yeah. and do your little scar squad on solo that's hunts, it. like you know, alongside, that's it. alongside your Yeah, yeah, or, that's it. You could you could recruit them as well. Once you leveled them up enough. What was it? The same point. Your world was full of a. Uh... I was I was just going to make the same point as you. I was going to say there seemed to be a really cool yeah. side quest, but I didn't really get into it. Was it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, world had a lot of little things like that, didn't it? Going for it, but I don't think I once, got too into them. But once they added the um, the riding mechanic, you had to speak to the these guys to like learn the languages for the monsters or whatever, right? To get a new monster in each zone, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's right. Basically, what you had to do in base world anyway, like before, like the riding like mechanic. Right, right, right. Your but yeah, that, that like was... You kind of learned a language and you kind of befriend, befriended them. Hmm. You got the use of it. It's one of the... Um, such. One of the nice things about World, because obviously you come there as uh, as part of a group of explorers, effectively. Hmm. So it's a learning experience for everyone and this sort of stuff, I think, fits really nicely in with that kind of theme uh, that you would have to, you know... <laughs> learn from some of the other fellas that have been here maybe for a little bit longer I don't know if the, how long the Grimoire kind of have been around these parts but it's cool I do like the, the it's one of those the many things in world which because both times I played it I was just rushing it for this podcast I probably would have loved all that stuff but I just didn't really mm-hmm. dip my toes into it too deeply I do like the different design they've got, rather than just having like different coloured fur, fur like the, um, the melees. It's like the actual more, well, they look like lynxes, right? Like we feel more tribal, yeah. right, as opposed to that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, adds into the whole kind of new world. Yeah. You're an explorer, like you're seeing animals or versions of animals you've never ever seen before. So it's good that they yeah switch the design up. There's lots of new new. Uh, new animals in the new world and if you want to know more go and listen to our small monsters and endemic life episodes <laughs> oh no don't do it why you don't love that episode Buss. It's, uh, it's your favourite one you scored uh, so many points fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Gajalaka are Linians first introduced in Monster Hunter World. These tribes can be found in the Ancient Forest, Wild Spar Waste, Coral Highlands, Elder's Recess. Are they basically just Melinxes but in um, masks like the Shakalaka? No, because they don't steal for you. They're just very, very aggressive. Like they'll throw like... Uh, uh, like a distant cousin for of the Shakalaka. Yeah. They'll throw like yeah. poison knives at you right. and like bought off cocktails and bombs little, little anarchists <laughs> so is Mas going to read the description like, or make one up or we just nah, continue do. Do. I don't mind let's, do. let's keep... I couldn't find one it's cool um, so like these yeah. guys are like the um, cool they, yeah, yeah. like the, the, the last reward so to speak and the, the kind of overall quest line of befriending the Grimmelkinds is once you've befriended the Grimmelkinds the, mm. the Linian expert will be like right these Gajalakas are everywhere Let's try and make contact, and then once you've got that 
unlocked. You can then get the different shortcuts in some areas that you can kind of little crawl spaces you can go through. Elder's Recess specifically, I remember that. Yeah, and then they'll also um, that's the the, the monster. That's the creatures that will they'll do the kind of bombing the shit out of the monster, which is very entertaining <laughs> when you first see it. Um, it says here as well. I'm reading like the unlocks like the Palico gadget. Just a brilliant name, the Mulatov cocktail. Mulatov cocktail. Yes. <laughs> we haven't we haven't mentioned it enough, but everything involving any kind of feline is just constant incredible cat puns. Yeah, I imagine it's probably the same. And in... goes back to what you're saying about like adding like the charm to the game that kind of gives it more sort of its identity, and it makes it stand out. I imagine it's probably like the, the same in like the Japanese script as well. Dragons right, they'll probably do like. Well, they they love puns in Japan, lots of, so one hundred percent. Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, Neko. Well, I like they, um, and, and three ultimate. They had the the cat, like from yeah, Argosy called Neko, and there's like Neko. Neko means cat, and brackets. Yeah, his name in every game he appears in is Neko, and then brackets means cat. <laughs> My one big memory of the Gajalaka, I think it's the um, Nagigante fight at the end of World. There's like a big moment where they all join you and start bombing him. Was it him or was it Teostra? Pass. It's Nagigante, I think. Because they unlock that zone behind the nail to resist only all the Gajalaka come streaming out and there's like that big cutscene. Yeah, yeah, I remember it being like a bit, it felt like a big scripted moment in that fight and it was pretty cool. They're also in the same area as Kulteroff, and they, like they go mental for the little gold pieces. So that's maybe I, I suppose <laughs> where your kind of your melink sort of comparison comes in. Is that still in the zone where they're really into like pinching stuff? But they're more they're more territorial over it. Like they will if you try and like pick up the gold pieces yourself, they'll like go mental and start attacking you. So are they are the Gajalaka like the indigenous? felines to world and then are the grimalkine are they indigenous or are they yeah uh also i think i think i think they're both meant to be indigenous to the new world tribes just one represents the monkeys and one represents the cats Uh, and then the last one also doesn't have a description which is yeah i was looking at the boa boa from iceborne i can remember these people at all I think I saw them around, but they basically yeah, just... Yeah, they help you out. They're basically like the Gajalaka. But that's throw, all they are. <laughs> throw little spears and stuff like that and set like, monsters when they it's, get down. It's a new map, so it had to have a new tribe of Grimalkine, basically, but they made it a slightly different animal. What, what did, they, did they give you a new t- tool? No, they, they had their own um, quests yeah. and stuff as well. They look right? extremely yeah, evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm reading the... the uh... Yeah. This is the main one I remember, actually, because I, th- I think I didn't know enough about the full cat quest, and I think this is how I actually discovered the cat quest, because I think it was a bit more in your face. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, these ones here it talks about... Um... Well, that makes sense, right? Cause, because Iceborne added in the riding, they would have to make it more of a big mm. deal. Like, hey, look, there's a quest here, you should do it. The, yeah, the, the Boa Boa... The the reading here in the kind of wiki page, I, I, and I do remember this now. The the they've got kind of a trial by fire for the 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 young in the tribe, where they've got to hunt a beatodus, and I think you have to help hmm. some bobo hunt a beatodus to like unlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their yeah, yeah, yeah. perks, yeah, right? Uh-huh. 
from Iceborne. They also like worship like the Popo as well, like they wear their own kind of version of the like Popo masks. Oh, cute. Forget, reject Popo, return to Gameth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Adrian! I did it! I'm Rocky Balboa! Oh, fucking Christ, I'm... <laughs> Fuck me, let's move on. <laughs> It's a dog. Good dog. Who's a good boy? I, I like the fact it gets me around slightly quicker. Yep. Therefore, yep. And the you can actually control it. It's not like the fucking really bad ones in Iceborne that just go oh, anywhere. So and he loved the ones in Iceborne because he didn't have to control it. <laughs> I loved the. I loved. <laughs> I know how much he loved, loved it, Moyles. Moyles loved it, man. <laughs> I hate this so much, man, that I just like stopped talking using it because they just wouldn't go. Plebs be running about on your own two feet, and there's me. I'd pin, I'd pin the monster, and just I'd pin the monster. Use the like the map. You'd pin the monster, and then it would off go off collecting like ore or something stupid. Just weren't using them right. Got to treat your drag rats with love and care. To, to be fair, yeah, Moyle's never had Capcom just never made them raise. Like, that's <laughs> a I had no problem with them. But. I mean, the, f- the fact that they can drift now is surely the greatest thing. I mean, like, that is the, the, the real that you can, can make a dog drift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, Claws, like, digging into the ground. Yeah, great addition. It's like the. F- I remember watching the first trailer, like for Rise, and it's just like, "Ooh, it's a dog! What's this? Oh, it's Monster Hunter, and it's a dog!" And then immediately <laughs> well, hopping on Twitter and messaging you guys. <laughs> and then this podcast coming back off the back of how much we love that trailer, so they did something right. I really like how uh, a lot of the armor sets that you can get uh, for these for these dogs, um, mm. because in conjunction with the way, like that you've designed the actual dog like the way it looks without armor i think you can use it to like really play a bit of fashion souls like really accentuate some of the traits of mm-hmm. like the the dog that you want to show off if you see what i mean yeah there's, oh, yeah, some, this... uh, there's some really good stuff in there yeah some of them basically just turn it into something else entirely make it look like this elaborate monster or big robot dog yeah or like the, the or like like fashion monk. souls has always been a huge element of Monsanto, <laughs> to be fair. The Abushi dog armor is fantastic. It made it look like into some sort of crazy like like mm-hmm. mechas. Rajang one's pretty damn good as well. <laughs> Rajang and Valstrax. Uh, I think mine's in the Abushi right now, and yeah, it looks like a freaking space alien. <laughs> I gave mine to Chameleos and made him into a wizard. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Akami, I one of them in the Akami. Good times. I can totally. I can. I can totally get. <laughs> fucking pure, <laughs> pure dog probably gets just like hit by one attack at the current like hunting real level and just dies, just collapses. <laughs> I can totally get uh, fashion souls type stuff being a big part of like your your regular hunter in this game, but I like oh, yeah. the fact that you know I don't mind too much if my companions faint and stuff because I know they're going to get back up and get back in the fray at some point. So I feel like I can uh, yeah, experiment much, a little bit more with... Um, with much more free to just chuck any old armour on them if it looks funny. Oh, exactly. 
It took me so long to uh, to upgrade my <laughs> companions' armor sets and stuff. I don't think they're as useful as the I mean, palicos from like a combat sense. Like the one thing I find really useful for them in combat is hopping on them and then using all your yeah, items. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, like to sharpen and stuff like that. Because it means really? I can I can sharpen and I can heal and do everything yeah. I need to do. So while you can like, sharpen and move at the same that time. Makes sense. I've never done that, but that does make sense. Um, yeah, so if I'm like, oh shit, I need to do a bunch of stuff and I'm like trapped in the area with the monster, I can just hop on my palico and like circle straight fit while I take care of everything. Your palico, yeah. Mm. Your tiny palico, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I suppose they don't have like the, they don't throw down traps or heels like the palicos can. And I suppose that's where they introduced the choice. No. They can do heels, can't they? They have awesome like umbrella shoes and they have like little. Scrolls you can give them. That they, they kill. Have, like, they, they do. They do. I have think it's very, very minute. Yeah, yeah. It's not not a big heal at all. Yeah, it's because you need to get, you need to equip them like um, scrolls, specific scrolls that they but get. The uh, I suppose that's where they introduced the choice of you can bring a palamute or bring a palico with you on a multiplayer hunt. But <laughs> I'll be yeah. honest. Because of the how how or be like me right now good, and have two two palamutes. Uh, if you're playing solo, yeah, you can have more than one. But I mean, in a multiplayer, you can have either the palamute or the palico, and yeah, true. I don't think I have, I would I could give up the mobility that you get with the palo the palamute. Sorry, um, I didn't actually realize you could. Take no, it you off. can I pick. It was always there. you can yeah, pick you can which one. one yeah. You can swap the slot like whoever's in whoever's in the first slot. You. So like, you can have the palico with you on a. Uh, multiplayer hunt if you wanted to, but it's just the loss of mobility, right? Like, I definitely agree. Like, it's definitely, it definitely is better. Like having the palamute, like in multiplayer hunts, but like on the flip side of that, like when you do bring a cat, like it gets you more used to using your wire bug for movement, and actually using yeah. it to get around the map where you have while the monster like transitions from one area to another. You actually, find like, you get a little bit of map knowledge in your wire bug skills gonna get a little bit better yeah but i i love the feeling of just all of us rolling up on our steeds at high speed yeah yeah that's great yeah yeah, yeah. i mean obviously yeah the, the the palicos have uh way more utility but when i'm in a monster hunter uh multiplayer uh game i just let jazz handle all that stuff so it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah andy we're not counting you as one of the companions but we are counting jazz <laughs> You would probably go on the small monsters list as like a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> Very much been on about energy. That's what I give off. <laughs> Do we think these guys are going to be like a permanent addition to Monster Hunter, or are they going to be a Rise exclusive? I thing? think they're going to have. I hope they they're going to be. Yeah, be I think they do back, want to have right? some form of yeah, mounting, like like mount element, like to traverse the maps. Now, whether or not it will be explicitly the Palamutes, I don't know. Maybe they'll have a more. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they may go like bigger, like bigger maps for Monster Hunter Six with PlayStation Five, like so. Like a mountain mate, maybe essential. Gavith's coming you get, back. <laughs> you get M- Mila Jovovich in our um, our army jeep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get an I think it, yeah, they're definitely going to stay though, right? Because a lot of the a lot of what they do is a big quality of life improvement because they just help you get around 
really fast mm. right and and that sort of thing is something that a lot of games but monster hunter in particular are trying to trying to implement and stuff you can look at that with like the you know being able to climb shit as well and stuff like mm -hmm. just improving mm -hmm. your yeah. mobility in general and unless i don't know it i guess to some extent I don't know. I guess they can work no matter what the terrain is, really. I was going to say, to some extent, at least with the climbing, I suppose, it depends on uh, how 3D they make, you know, how graphical. I guess yeah. it couldn't have worked so well in World, but in Rise, it, it lends itself. Like, the game's designed around it, clearly. Yeah. Um, but I think they're, they're going to struggle to get rid of that sort of thing, because surely, surely the response to, like, the, both the, the climbing but also the Palamutes has just been overwhelmingly positive, mm. right? But Rise has been very much like a very fast-paced very arcadey monster hunter game like they want you to get yep. straight to the monster really quick whereas we don't know if that is what they're going to go for with monster hunter 6 like if mm. they're like a big graphical showcase pub hundreds of hours in ps5 rpg they might mm -hmm. not want you to rush to the monster they might want you to take your time and enjoy their world they might yeah. they might you know double down on oh you do actually have to pick up items and prepare or you're going to get wrecked like we don't really know what direction they're going to go yeah i think even with the map in world as long as they'd uh as long as the palamutes controlled and handled like they do in rise they could fit that game the climbing mm. stuff maybe maybe not so i have a feeling the palamutes will be here to stay and would be like in a sense like the more annoying the map is to traverse without um some aids and stuff the more you'd want them in the game right but it does depend a little bit on how the maps actually are designed and, and look like, I can't imagine steaming up some of those, uh, you know, higher level bits on the bloody ancient forest and then falling off of it on a, on a Palamute would uh, would not be very fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. They could they could definitely go in that direction. I mean, it's like we talk down on World uh, occasionally, but it was an overwhelming success in its, in its own right. So Yeah, it's like the best-selling Capcom yeah. game, so... <laughs> Mm, well, speaking of things which are in Rise but probably are not going to come back in future games. The Wirebug, a beetle native to the Kimura area. The term Wirebug generally refers to the females of the species. It is capable of producing a super strong silk, colloquially known as Iron Silk, which it uses to carry materials to build its nest. For ages, the villagers of Kimura have trained Wirebugs to make use of their mobility. It's skittish when feral, but quite obedient once trained. Loves jewel lilies. I like that a little bit at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loves jewel lilies. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a fucking dating profile for it. Like, oh, what am I like? Like uh, long walks on the beach and jewel lilies. <laughs> skittish until you train me. <laughs> oh no <laughs> I would like miss wire when wire bugs aren't a thing in most other six like they're so so you so I really love them be because unnoticed. like it doesn't do anything for you like I every, obviously everyone mm. digs Spider-Man on PS4 but a lot of the time I'm just holding down R and Spider-Man's mm. doing cool things. Whereas the wirebugs, like, at the start of the game, I couldn't do shit with them. And I've well, had to learn... to do cool things. Yeah, but I'm not Spider-Man, right? So 
Exactly. So, so, so it must not arise. Let, let I Spider-Man to, do his thing. I, I, yeah, I said I love <laughs> Spider-Man, but it must not Look. arise. I had to like slowly learn to do this shit and get good, and now I can whiz around the maps pretty, you know, in a pretty stylish yeah, way. They bring out like a good like kind of bring out like another layer, like another like, kind of three D layer to to hunt. Well, this... there's like attacks like certain monsters do that you can use wirebugs to like propel into the sky and dodge out of the way of like an AOE style of attack basically since the third generation right the big quest for the monster hunter team has been how can we make the game more 3D yeah like first it was the underwater stuff then they tried like climbing and mounting Fetacality five five it was yeah. the big yeah five it was um, for world it was like the maps being incredibly 3D and complex and then yeah in Rise, it's this stuff. Jumping and swinging and climbing. I think what I appreciate maybe the most with the Wirebug is how how it transforms some of the weapons and makes them feel totally different to how they mm. felt in past games. Well, totally different, but like updates them in a big way. Like Greatsword, for example, that's the yeah. first one that comes to mind. Is you know before you had this lumbering massive weapon and it was if the monster moved away you had that whole you know laborious process of sheafing your weapon and then running up to the monster again to do another charge whereas now you can either just use the wire bug straight up and zip across and hit him with a big jumping attack or or you've got that general kind of silk yeah, bind move the that's right you attack. can use one of the, the silk bind moves which speaking of those those are just those are just hunter arts in another form right like that's them bringing that yeah, back yeah which i'm down with that not a surprise when it's each and every was ah cool that ones, makes so. sense i think it's yeah. fine like i think that works quite nicely because i do like the hunter arts as as, as, a, as a concept so having them back for for rise in the form of the silk bind moves um is 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 totally fine by me they're not balanced a lot better as well compared to other arts. Yeah, um, I think. What do you mean by that? Not like not easily disagree. spammable. Like, or, like, I disagree. Kind of they are so spammable. I say a lot of the a lot of the hunter arts yeah, I no, was I using that, were yeah. ones that took quite a while to charge. They were like, they were more like a super yeah. in a fighting game. Oh yeah, like there's different whereas, ones because yeah, obviously with moves... hunter arts there was always like small, medium, and like large kind of variants. Whereas yeah, like, like to charge up. The wire bug moves you're basically using like. Every other minute. Well, that's it. Like, um, so I've, I've been playing. Rise yeah, but it might not necessarily be like the most like optimal like move to use at that particular time. I've been playing Rise with the Charge Blade, and the main Wirebug thing you have is this counter where you use your shield to do a big block, and then it fully charges up your stuff. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah. And like I, I, because this is the first game I've used the Charge Blade as my main weapon. Like I can't imagine playing this weapon and not having that. That feels like that's just how you play the weapon in this game. I feel the same, like, when I played, like, I never liked Switch Axe, like, in the previous games, but in Rise, like, like the Wirebug moves just give it a, make it a whole new weapon, like, for me, like, I really like the Switch Axe in Rise, because of that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> if there was, if there was one thing, maybe, maybe, that you could nitpick, perhaps, about the Wirebugs. Hmm. Uh, is, I mean, obviously during hunts it makes you so mobile, which can, to some extent, with a little bit of practice, trivialize some of the monsters you go against. But, but I think more than that, 
there are certain status effects, right, that you just get rid of instantly if you just do a little wire bug. Mm. I don't know. You could, mm. I think you could make the argument that maybe they didn't quite fine tune that perfectly. I don't know. But, um, I, I mean, I think, I think it's fine, but I think you could, someone could probably make that argument, right? I think it would have been cool if it had been that only worked on, like, certain ones. But, like, yeah, because it works on Blast, it works on Fire, it works on the thing Magnamalo does. But, yeah, if it had, like, yeah. been, that was exclusively, that's how you got rid of Magnamalo's status, it was a unique thing to that. I mean, maybe that would have been and, yeah yeah totally and and like magna marlo is one of the one of the more aggressive and explosive you know and fast monsters mm. in the That's game just like an extra so there, though, there would right? have like, been would yeah, would you yeah, want to yeah. use like a wire specific over fight. to get rid of a status rather than just like roll like could mm. you make you yeah. use your wire for like but that, something to time? that's it because in because in the magna marlo fight it's such an aggressive monster that you're mm the amount of wirebug charges you've got left to use is potentially quite a precious resource. It's just that in a lot of the fights, it doesn't feel that way, right? And so you're just like, oh yeah, I can just throw off a wirebug move and this status effect doesn't mean anything now, if you know what I mean. I think that it, it yeah. can be still a big thing to kind of manage your wirebug charges, like especially if you take a couple of big hits, you've got that kind of quick recovery uh, wirebug, hmm. wire, the, the wirefall. wirefall, you know about yeah. that, right, Andy? <laughs> nope. Um, and you know, like if you, and he's just like too hardwired to have like getting hit and then not touching That's anything it. on the controller, so you That's just it. stay on the ground. Uh, honestly, I, I mean, all this conversation is is totally just. I haven't got a clue. I, I, I don't that know. Recognize any of these things you're saying? You're such a huge component in the game. You are. But I don't feel I am. I'm I telling just, you, I've you are. I've never felt the need to use it. Like, I mean, yeah, course, like you were saying with the like the, the idea of like it it's you've an option. Well, exactly. And I've not had a problem. At no the point amount of times you've like, fainted, oh, you've had a problem to get out of this dangerous situation. Not really. I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it would have averted the odd death, but ultimately, it's also just it's... fun stuff to do. Yeah. We'll see. It just, we'll s- it's not changed anything. Yeah, because you don't do well, it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how you we'll, to be blasting about with we'll, your we'll gun. We'll this, like, this discussion in G rank. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah no, I would be very interested to see the impact on G rank because once again, it, it was such an easy game that it wasn't. A They've clever, got to take balance. Maybe uh, it, I wonder if they, they maybe they didn't realize how like whether people were going to actually get their head around it and be good at zipping all over this way and that. So I feel like the game maybe wasn't balanced for as good at the wire bugs as everyone got. Yeah, if, if we didn't have this move, then like maybe the game, like you say, it was pretty easy anyway. But like once you are using the wire bug, it like trivializes a lot of stuff. So maybe, well, maybe... and maybe the the point is that they couldn't because it's too much of a skill to teach someone. You're almost getting into right, you know. But maybe now they realize like a, like a lot of people did learn that skill. They might balance the g-rank stuff to actually like depend on it a bit more yeah i can see them, like making the possibly yeah yeah but then i guess it's, a, case, like, it's a game without difficulty like, levels right yeah like that's always a, a difficult thing when you don't actually have true difficulty levels in your game that you can't adjust it to your own level right yeah so but yeah get good or get lost basically well no, no but the problem is is that the game needs to get gooder almost <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, that's it. If, if you have a hard mode where you need to get the highest level of the skill possible, yes. And if G rank does shake out that way, then then good. But I I don't see it being pitched at a high level wire bug player level. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we didn't talk about it much in Endemic Life, but you can find wire bugs out and about and pick up a third one. You can. We talked about great wire bugs, but we didn't include well, wire, wire bugs. Fair enough. Yeah, forgot the name there. I will always pick something up if it's there, regardless of. Yeah. Like, I always get that one. <laughs> so you're sitting there with three wire bugs and you're not wire using bug. them. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you picked me up? What is my purpose? You know, my pocket. <laughs> Sometimes I climb the odd cliff, all right? You know, special like treat. Use the veins. <laughs> No, I'll wire bug up a cliff. That's a that's a reasonable time to use a wire bug. At the end of a hunt, I like to wire bug up as high as I can oh, to the air. Yeah, and then hover yeah. over the monster's yeah. body to try and get the screenshot. Yeah. Hover in the last ten seconds, so it just freezes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quest complete. Yeah. And Speed almost always, I fail it, and I land like right before the time runs out, <laughs> and then just get a normal cutscene instead. Yeah, I know. So we, I dig, it, I dig wire bugs, but I feel like they're going so to be just a rise thing. Is that? Yeah, 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 is that yeah, the yeah. consensus? They're just going to be a rise so. thing. I, feel, I just feel like they well, changed the, the game's game mechanic, so right? It's like, yeah, they changed the game, but they don't change it meaningfully enough to warrant. I would argue. But... Well, I know you'd argue that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who doesn't use them. Very interesting to see where they go in some break, like whether, like, will they make like the monsters like count or general your general kind of wire bug the monsters will also have wire bugs just the, like the self-bind attacks <laughs> i would like it if they wire brought bugs back. your wire bugs if they bring in Mauzeno, and make it like bugs. explicitly wire bug based that would be cool hmm it'd be interesting to have a monster like that does kind of counteract you know steal your wire bugs and use them against you We shall see. And they would be set, like if he gets his wire bug stuff and he's he's not bothered, like nothing changes for him. I think they should have made Camellios eat wire bugs. They could let you like pound it out of him pretty easily, but I think that mm-hmm. would have been yeah. way spicy. But what what would he get? What would he get from it? I mean, yeah, we've established how shit the buff was. <laughs> Uh, maybe his tongue can extend to like nope. five the <laughs> <Yeah, they actually, laughs> yeah, Nope. <laughs> Let's forget that idea. Yeah. Let's forget that idea, hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Would a tongue still gross you out if it was just like a big green glowing laser beam? <laughs> when when does it stop being a tongue and then when does it become a laser beam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly. kinda weird. <laughs> Well, if it was just a wire bug, right? He'd just be shooting out a big, like, beam. It wouldn't be, like, so much of a ton. Yeah, that'd be all right. So, next time, we're talking about the final boss of the base game in Monster Hunter Rise. We're going to be talking about Narwa. So please, join us for that one. But until then, Mr. Summer Hayes, where can we be found? <clears throat> We're on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
wherever you get podcasts you can find by going to by searching for Monster Mash Podcast if you want to help keep this podcast online and help find other podcasts made by me and my friends you can go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius and there you'll see the goals that we're trying to reach including the $1,000 a month goal of buy Andy a pet <laughs> Sorry, sorry. One thousand a month to me. Yes, just to confirm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, t- to the pen. Yeah. Ideally, you, we don't want you to just like lock it in a cage in your basement I'm and spend all the not money. Not going on to spend stuff. a thousand. <laughs> I will. I will buy the cheapest pet food possible, and uh, we'll go from there. Wow. Maybe don't, yeah, please don't get don't. us to that goal, listeners. It sounds like Andy is just going to abuse the dog. <laughs> it's not abuse buying them cheap food. The dogs, they don't have taste. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mal- <laughs> giving your dog malnutrition <laughs> no, the dog food wouldn't exist if it wouldn't feed the dog Andy like, let me introduce you to them. something called capitalism <laughs> Have you seen the amount- <laughs> they will sell you a bag of dirt Have if you, you will buy it shit? they'll sell us let alone a dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, no, but that's it. People are yes, fucking idiots. People are fucking idiots because that's what they'll buy their dog. dog food. <laughs> okay, I'll buy the cheapest dog food that keeps the dog alive. And I haven't even agreed it's going to be a dog. It's probably not going to be a dog. It'll be something like a rabbit so I don't have to walk it. <laughs> Maybe a snail. Snails seem quite easy. Uh, it has to be a giant Off snail. You there you go. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you wouldn't want a small snail. That'd be boring. And, uh, Mus, you're a Twitch affiliate now. Why don't you plug your stuff? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can follow me at Star Mus if you, if you want, if you want to come down. Mostly play Dead by Daylight. Maybe some Monster at some point. Who knows? Ooh, <laughs> big tease. Big tease. And also, Mus, more importantly, forget all that Twitch yeah. shite. Yeah. What are they tweeting at AndyMan949 this what? week? Uh, Andy, I've got a question, I, uh, and this will determine the answer to Jay's question. Mm-hmm. Are there any, like, you know, celebrities or role models or something? Like, if Taylor Swift told you to do something, would you would you listen to her? No. You want to listen to Taylor Swift? All right. Is there any any anyone that you would would listen to? No, I mean, if there was someone, it would probably be Taylor Swift, but it's not. Probably would be. So if Taylor Swift said to you, even if it was via cameo. No, well, okay, it depends, it depends, well, no, no. If it was via cameo, no. Like, if she came to my house, I might consider the uh, so we, the question. So we have to basically get Taylor Swift to come to your house to ask you to look after a dog properly. Yeah. If we, if we can, if so, maybe tweet at Taylor Swift. If you can arrange that uh, this week, I'll everyone. Look after a dog. Fine. Sweet. And, and she Taylor Swift. Around. She she she's gonna have to sing some songs while she's here. Like you know, I'm not just gonna look after a dog for fucking free. I'm not an idiot. Andy, <laughs> look after this dog. Not a song about the dog, unless it's a really good one. Definitely not that. I knew you were trouble when you bought this dog. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've already bought the dog. What's happening here? Also, shouldn't I be resting? Oh, I said it wrong. She's at Taylor Swift thirteen, not sixteen. Jesus. Does she not have That's embarrassing there? At Taylor Swift? Apparently not. She's well she's twenty Swift thirteen on everything, so it might just be a deliberate yeah, choice. Yeah. It was probably before verified, right? Yeah. I think she's probably on it quite early. So whenever it had to go for the real or whatever shit before their name. 
Yeah, so that's it. That's my right. idea. <laughs> Bye. <So> tweet, <laughs> tweet at Taylor Swift 13 to tweet at Andyman949 <laughs> that he should look after dogs. <laughs> I like how it's dogs plural. I like now. that too. Oh, like the concept yeah, of crazy. dogs. Operation hashtag get Andy two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and until then, catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Goodbye. I'm glad I've got two weeks to edit that. <laughs> that was a fucking mess. Jeez, that, that episode. I was strictly solo. You were the first real buddy I ever had. But if you and he wish to be best buddies again, I won't stand in your way.